And we are back with Holy Spirit Radiance. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate all the support that everyone's been showing me by listening to my podcast, all the sweet emails, the text messages, the voice calls, the comments, the posts. I truly appreciate it. The reason why I started this podcast was to set an outreach um, to reach people so that way they can understand who what living through the Holy Spirit looks like how it feels, and they can rightfully inherit the kingdom as they so rightfully deserve. So thank you so much for all the sweet messages and all the comments. I really appreciate it. Okay, so today's topic is going to be pruning and uprooting. That is right. I said pruning and uprooting. Well, what are we going to be pruning and uprooting, Sharik? I am so happy that you asked. We're going to be pruning and uprooting all of the things that have been implanted in your soul inappropriately, illegally, and we're going to be we are going to be talking about how to get rid of all of those things within your soul that have just been planted there without God's consent, okay? Okay, so as you get closer into having a deeper relationship with Christ, a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit, Christ is growing you to be more like him, okay? So this requires a level of cleaning within your souls. You have to start off on a clean slate. God loves it when we are his children. We act like we're his children. We act like we can learn new things. If you are someone that's not very receptive, that is something that God will humble you on because being up, going up against God, you will never win. You know, you, he will always be the one that has a higher say, a higher understanding. And it's something that, you know, it requires a level of understanding in order to grow deeper and to draw near to him. Okay. So it requires a level of cleaning within our souls. This is beneficial because it adds to the peace that you now have that surpasses your understanding. This process is basically like, a, it's putting you like a block of clay. So it's basically like God shaping you into the masterpiece that God designed you to be. Being in this world, we get so saturated with the worldly ideas, worldly worldly ideas, worldly things of, ha- of things going on in society, and we forget who we are in nature. So today we're going to talk about six steps that involve the process of pruning and uprooting. The six steps are following your conviction, repenting, being humble, planting seeds, following the Holy Spirit, and praying. Now, these six steps do not have to happen in any particular way. This is just the way that I have found that it works with me. It might happen out of order. It might happen in the middle of the cycle. Um, or there might not be like a particular way that this happens with you. The most important part about this is that the message of every single step stays the same. Um, However it comes to you, however you start to feel these convictions, it will come and the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you through because, you know, there's definitely divine order with the Holy Spirit, but sometimes things don't happen as structured as we think they do. Okay, so that being said, let's start off with the first one, following your conviction. Now, sin is still sin. Regardless if you feel like something is not right or not, sin is still sin. There's a reason why we shall not lean on our own understanding. And there's a reason why scripture actually talks about how we should not follow our feelings. We shouldn't always follow our heart because our hearts can deceive us. It's because living in this world, it's very easy to adopt the way that the world looks at everything. And I'm talking about values, way of living, way of life. If you notice the one of the one of the things that is 
very consistent with the world is that they want you to feel good. They want you to do things based off of how how you feel. Um, everything is based off how you feel and everything is about um, doing what you want and living your best life and um, doing things in excess and extreme. But then you look at the Bible and you see that it's two very different things going on here. You learn that we are meant to be doing certain things and that when you stay in, when you stay in alignment with God's will for your life, that you'll actually receive more blessings than anything that this world will have to offer. So whether you feel like doing something or not, if it's written in scripture, it should be followed. Now, this comes with a lot of understanding scripture because you might take something out of a passage in the Bible and you might take it out of context. Be very careful when you're doing this. It's very important to understand the zeitgeist um, of the time. And it's very important for you to understand who wrote who wrote the letter um, why they wrote the letter at the time that they wrote it, and just to understand the entire background of the story before you're extracting verses and using them and, and using them to make claims about how you should live. Be very careful. I, I really highly encourage you to read the Bible front to cover as much as you possibly can in order to absorb exactly how you should be living your life. Use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Don't wait to feel like you have to feel a certain way in order to do something because this is how we can miss our blessings. If the Bible says something is wrong and you keep doing it and you're waiting for a feeling or if you're waiting for the Holy Spirit to nudge you, you know, you will miss your blessings that way. It could be because you're in alignment and in, in agreement with a, a lifelong sin um, why you're missing the blessings that God has for you. If you give God 25% of your life, then, you know, he'll give you back 25% of blessings. But why settle for 25% when you can have 100% of all the blessings that God has for you? You can literally live in God's perfect will for your life, the same will that he has in the, within the heavenly realms. There might be times that you have a special conviction to follow. Um, for example, I mean, we all you know, we all shouldn't be lying. We all shouldn't be stealing. We all shouldn't be committing murders. You know, those things are standard, but you might have something special. Um, so for instance, when I first gave my life to Christ, the first thing I felt convicted about was listening to secular music. Um, I don't know what it was. Um, at the time, I didn't know what it was. I didn't understand it, but I just felt the need to never listen to any hip-hop, any R&B. Um, you know, my family's Caribbean, so I would try not to listen to reggae, and you know, but I would only try to limit it to when I was out in fi family functions. But I personally just felt very convicted to stop listening to the secular music. Now, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand it. All I wanted to do was listen to gospel music. All I wanted to do was watch sermons. All I wanted to do was read scripture at this, at this time. And when I would go to school and people would play music and, you know, people would, you know, talk about artists and things like that, I can never follow along with these conversations because it just wasn't my focus. Um, I never, I stopped listening to all of these things and Everyone knows when you stop listening to stuff like that for a good two, three months, you're out of the loop. You are no longer a part of this world. And I, what I didn't understand was that um, God was basically separating me. He was separating me. When you are become a follower of Christ, you become less of this world. You become more like him. And that includes becoming more spiritual, more um, able to understand the spiritual realms better, the heavenly realms better. Um, and 
So when I was being separated and I didn't understand it, you know what I did? I went right back and forced myself to listen to the secular music because everyone else was listening to it. And I didn't want to feel like that outcast. And I noticed that when I would literally go and purposefully um, try to listen to it, I felt the Holy Spirit inside of me telling me to stop and I ignored it. And the more that you ignore the Holy Spirit, the more that you quench the Holy Spirit in that way, the more that the Holy Spirit will back away. He will back away because you're forcing him away. He's not going to, he's not someone that's going to um, impose himself on you, unto you. He is going to come to you still um, and quiet. And if you don't accept him the way that he is, he will back away. If you want to come more aligned with the world, he'll let you want, he'll let you do that. God gave you the ability to have free will, but understand that that little feeling inside of you that's telling you to stop doing something, it's the Holy Spirit. And the more you quench him, the more that you will um, a lot push yourself farther away from God. And that is exactly how personally for me, that that was the beginning of me um, staying on the path of being very lukewarm, becoming a lukewarm Christian, which this will be a topic that will be discussed at a later podcast. I know all about this. So we're going to, we're going to have some fun with this, but the verse to back up what I'm saying is um, Romans 14, 22. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. So the thing that the conviction that you might be having with God, that should stay between you and the Lord. Okay. So moving on to the next point, repent. Okay, so repent. Even if you don't even know the sin that you commit, like ask God, say, please, I repent for the sins that I didn't even realize were sins at the time. Because you might you might read the Bible and then you might look back on your life and you might be like, wow, I've been committing a sin all this time. I had no idea. I didn't even know this was in scripture. I had those aha moments. I feel like most people, when they come to God, they have those aha moments. A lot of my friends, they had the same aha moments. Um if you take an apple, right, and you hide it under a hat and um, say I take this apple, I hide it under a hat and I put it in your room. Now, if you walk into the room and you don't know that apple is there, it's still there, right? It still exists under the hat. Just because you don't know it exists doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So please repent for the sins that you don't know of because it's still a sin even if you don't know that it's sin. Okay, so... This brings me to my next point, being humble. Now, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. God loves it when we are like children. He loves it when we're, when we're like children in our faith in God because we just humbly accept everything that he, that he tells us. We don't question it. We do exactly what we're told. God loves it when we're obedient to him and him alone. Um, he loves it when we are able to humble ourselves and understand that God is greater than anything. He's got, he's greater than your issues. He's greater than, um, your downfalls. He's sufficient for every, every part of your weakness. Anything that you believe to be weak, you are strong through Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. So the scripture that we're going to talk about for, um, the point of being humble is Matthew 18 verse one through five. At the time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed a child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, 
Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Children are innocent and they have a natural confidence. If you're unteachable, how can God use you? How can he teach you to be more like him if you're if you're unteachable? The Bible says that knowledge puffs up. So when you learn something, it's very normal for you to feel like, oh, I know something. I'm confident. I know what I'm talking about. But when you're talking about having a relationship with God, you need to humble yourself. The knowledge of this world is not the same knowledge of God. As a matter of fact, Bible scripture says that the things that we consider knowledgeable are considered foolish to God. So humble yourself before the Lord. That's really, really important. All right. So Point number four, planting seeds. All right, so the parable of the sower. This is discussed in Matthew 13, verse 1 to 23, Luke 8, verse 4 to 15, and Mark 4, verse 1 to 20. All right, and we're going to discuss the four seeds. It's important to understand that the seed is the word of God. Um, We are the soil. The word of God is the seed. Now, the first one is the seed sown along the path. All right, so this is a seed that's just literally thrown on the path. This is basically reading the word of God and not understanding it, okay? Um, This happens far too often. There are so many different versions of the Bible, and I know everyone is different in their decision and their choice. Some say they like um, New King James. Some like King James. Some like NIV. Some like NLT. It really doesn't matter um, 100% what version of the Bible you're reading because it's all the word of God. Yes, if you want to go deeper, if you want to draw near, I encourage you to read different versions because I feel like it gives you different aspects um, but still carries the same essence, um, which is also important to understand. Some people like King James because that is like the first um, version of the Bible. But like I said, there are different types. And if you don't understand the word of God, feel free. Use a different version of the Bible. Start there. Because, you know, for me, I know that's where I had to start. Um, When I was getting closer to God, um, when I started to get serious about getting closer to God, um, one of the things that I struggled with was understanding the word of God. I didn't understand what I was reading. Um, It took me a lot of uh, a lot of discipline to sit down and actually read read the Bible, read scripture. But the minute that you start understanding it, you realize it's literally better than probably anything that's on television. As a matter of fact, I have this theory in my head that I believe that a lot of ideas um, about TV and episodes and movies actually came from the Bible because obviously the Bible was the the beginning of time, right? Um, So reading the word and not understanding it, do not be this, don't let the word of God be sown along the path without being able to spread any type of roots, okay? Number two, the seed falling on rocky ground with no root. Now, this is the seed that um, someone hears the word of God, um, they receive it with joy, so they get excited, but it's it's shallow. There's no, the roots might might grow, but it's only for a short time because it's not properly implanted within your heart. It's not implanted within your soul. So it doesn't have a chance to really sprout its roots. So this is someone that hears the word and, um, but they, they receive it and they're happy about it, but 
it's only lasting for a short time. It, it basically falls in rocky ground. You know, you might see a little root here, but it's not enough to sustain the plant. It's not enough for the plant to be able to um, draw the water and to be able to grow and grow stronger and, you know, withstand the weather. It's just shallow. So do not be, don't let the word of God fall um, without spreading its root. Number three, this is a seed falling amongst thorns. So this is basically the, the seed basically falling in thorns. Um, and, you know, it might grow, but it's amongst a bunch of thorns. So basically, like you start to plant the seed, but then it's covered with worry. It's covered with all the worries in this life. And what does God say in scripture? God did not give us the spirit of fear. So why are you worrying? If you allow worry and fear to overtake your life, overtake the seeds that you're trying to implant, then it won't grow. It won't multiply. Um, it can't grow because there's too many thorns. It's going to get cut off eventually. So just like um, the first two seeds, um, it does not last. So this is important to note. The fourth seed is the seed falling on good soils. This is someone who hears the word of God, understands it, and produces a crop that yields 160 30 times over what is sown. So this is exactly how God wants us to plant the word of God. He wants us to plant it in rich, acceptable soil. Okay. I don't care what uh, pastor you listen to. Your pastor is just helping, helping you maintain it. Any, any, any sermon that you watch on the internet that's just the pastor helping you to maintain it. You must implant the word of God. You must read it for your own eyes. You must try to spend that time with God and, you know, allow and understand that when it grows, the only reason it's growing is by the power of God. Okay. Your pastor cannot allow that to grow. Your friend, your mom, your mom, your grandmother going to church can't allow it to grow. It's only the power of God that can allow that to grow. Okay. The Holy Spirit, it makes the seeds of righteousness and it grows into the fruits of the spirit which is very important to understand. People think that they have to take on the traits of the fruits of the spirit in order to get it. No, you, it starts with planting the seeds of righteousness. Once you start planting the seeds of righteousness within your soul, that is when you're going to see these type, these qualities within yourself that you've never seen before. You're going to see them sprouting out. And you're going to be like, whoa, I used to be an angry person. And now I'm not even, I'm not even worried. As a matter of fact, I feel so peaceful inside. It's freaking me out. I can't even believe I'm this peaceful right now. I usually, I used to walk around. I used to stop. I used to yell. And now I'm literally sitting here just accepting whatever it is that that person is saying. And I'm not having a reaction to it. It's because you are planting those seeds of righteousness within your soul. And I highly encourage you that if you haven't been reading the word of God on a daily basis, please start because the word of God is literally like your daily bread. We need it. It is oxygen for us. If you don't have the word of God, you will fall for everything that this world has to offer. We just had one of the toughest years that I think anyone has ever had living today. Um, understand that we need to be prepared for that. And one of the ways that we are prepared for that is by sowing the seeds of righteousness within your soul. All right, number five, follow the Holy Spirit. He will show you the difference between things of the spirit versus things of the world. Okay. The things of God are revealed to us. All right. First Corinthians 2.10 says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches 
all things, even the deep things of God. So it is through the Holy Spirit that we are even able to understand who God is. Okay. The Holy Spirit will lead you along um, scripture. He will lead you along to understand certain things, um, the way that you should understand it. If you are willing, if your heart is willing, God will give it to you. He does not, he doesn't withhold anything from, from the people. The only reason why everyone is not walking around inheriting their blessings is because a lot of people are just in agreement with sin. They're in agreement with living their life um, very worldly. Um, and that is the reason why people have not fallen into their full inheritance in their blessing. And I'm saying this to you guys, but I'm also, this is something that I had to come into terms with too. Everything that I'm telling you about, everything that I'm talking about, I'm telling you from experience. I'm telling you because these are the things that the Holy Spirit revealed to me. I wouldn't even be doing this podcast if I didn't truly believe the power of God, if I truly didn't believe the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want you guys to understand that it is through his power that that people are become successful. And success does not always look the way that the world defines the success as. So that is very important to understand. First Corinthians 2.15 says, the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. Okay. So the spirit makes judgments based off of the totality of things. So understand that God plans things hundreds and hundreds of years in advance. He doesn't just plan things for five years or 10 years or 15 years. He plans for hundreds and hundreds of years in advance. So the spirit does the same thing. The spirit makes judgments about all things, but a person, people, we, us, we make judgments based off of the world. Okay. Well, um, society says that at this age, I should have this job. And at this age, we should have this. And at this age, the reason th- the reason why people follow these standards is because it's human judgment. Things are based off of human judgments. What happened to the way of the world where people were literally on mission trip after mission trip after mission trip? No one was worried about what they were going to eat, what they were going to do, how they were going to make money. No one was worried about that because they had so much faith and trust in God that he was going to provide. We have come so far away from that understanding that we cannot, we will not even be satisfied with the things that we do have. Even if we do have a roof over our head, we have a steady job. We're still not satisfied. We, we want more. We constantly want more. And it's because we're feeding into the human ways of life. We're not feeding in to the way um, God wants us to live our life. And don't get me wrong. God wants you to be successful too. God wants you to be comfortable. But I'm just saying this to get to the point of the matter and saying that we don't always have to follow the ways of the world. Following the ways of the world literally leads to destruction. Following the ways of God gives you freedom, everlasting freedom. Romans 8, 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. Ask yourself this, what are you craving? What is it that you're craving every single day of your life? What is it it that you just absolutely need, you can't go without? What is it that you're craving? Because I feel like for me, when I had that revelation of what, what it was that I was craving, I realized that I was craving very worldly things, very worldly ideas of things. Let me give you an example, and I'll be very brief with this. But if you know me, if you have ever, um, if you've ever spent any time with me, you know that every now and then I like to go to parties. 
I like to go out. I like to have fun. And when I go out and have fun, like I make sure like I get my time's worth. Okay. So I'm going out, I'm going out for the entire time, um, you know, of the party. Like I know like people like to go late. I don't like to go late. I like to go when the party starts and when it finishes. Um, that's just how I used to be. And when I used to have those cravings, it would be like every so often, like I wouldn't party all the time, but I would party like every maybe once every three months, every once every four months, I would just have this bug to just go out and have party and have fun. That is very worldly. That is a very worldly idea of things. If you're craving going out every five seconds, why are you going out? Is that filling your spirit? Is that filling your soul? Is that helping you in your eternal, your eternal walk with God? And I say eternal because your life is eternal. This life that we live right now, it's very temporary. We get about, mm, give or take, maybe 100 years, maybe a little bit over that if you're lucky. And then we go on for the rest of eternity to live with God. I think that we need to be more focused on living for God because we're going to be living with God more, uh, far more, far greater, um, far greater amount of time than we're going to be living here on this earth. Ask yourself that question. What is it that you're craving and why are you craving that? Because I could tell you for me, when even when I went out to go have fun in that time, I might have had that temporary fun. But then when I came back home, it was just me, myself and I. It was just me, myself and I and the Lord, which I didn't even want to talk to the Lord after going out to a party because I knew better. I, I felt that Holy Spirit um, inside of me telling me, don't go, don't go. But I, I got so used to quenching it, right? Because that's something that we tend to do. We get so used to quenching the Holy Spirit over and over again. To, we don't even listen anymore. We don't even listen to God. And that is literally how Satan gets you. Because when you're distracted and you're not, your eyes are not focused on God and you're living the life the way you want to live, before you know it, you're so, far, you're so far away from God that literally you hear at the end of your life, depart from me because I never knew you. Or better yet, you hear, because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Those are two statements you don't ever want to hear. So if that gives you any type of ammunition to get your heart right with God, um, if you strayed away or if you haven't understood who God was, I highly encourage you to get in aligned with understanding your Lord and Savior. Number six, pray. Ask God to search your heart and reveal the things that are unlike him. Ask him to search your heart. You're going to need help with this because you might have buried so many things within your life that you don't even realize that you need healing in a lot of a lot of areas. A lot of things that happened maybe in your childhood that you never addressed 100%. You just kind of tucked away. And maybe that's the reason why you like to do some of the things that you like to do now. Maybe it's never been addressed. It's time to stop. Ask God for guidance. Ask him for, ask him for guidance. Ask him um, to give you a greater understanding of who you truly are, who the person that he created you to be, not the person that you learned to be based off of the things in this world, the person that God designed you to be. Because I promise you, when you go on this walk, God will reveal things to you you never knew existed. He'll reveal things to you that you didn't even know where it's still sitting there or he'll or better yet. If you have talents, 
he'll fine tune them for you. He'll shape them up because he'll let you know, listen, those talents that you had, those talents that you had for dancing, it, it was actually dancing for me. The talent that you had for singing, it was actually for me. But guess what? When I give you an anointing, when you do things in my will, when you're in alignment with my will, I will give you so, so much favor that every single time that you sing, people are going to hear, they're going to feel my presence. They're going to feel the presence of the Lord through every single time, every single song that you sing. And every single time that you sing, people are going to be like, wow, there's just something so different about that girl. There's something so special in the things that they say. And it's because God is giving you that anointing. He's give, He's gifted you and he's giving you that anointing because when you are faithful to him, he will be faithful to you. And I'm telling you that from experience. So please pray and ask God to reveal the things that are unlike him. Now that concludes this episode of pruning and uprooting. Thank you so much for staying and listening. I know this one was a little bit harder to hear because we hit on a lot of topics that I feel like might convict you. Um, and if you do feel that way, I pray that the Lord like lets you know, you know, we're not, we're not supposed to be children of God and feel shameful for our sins. We're supposed to just ask for forgiveness and move on. God does not want you to sit in shame. He doesn't want you to sit in disgust. He wants you to live a free life in the spirit, but he wants you to live the life the way that he designed it for you. So please ask God, ask him, what is your will for my life? What does that look like? I just want a glimpse of that. Just give me a peek. He'll give you what you need to know when you need to know it. And it's going to be a beautiful journey, a journey through the Holy Spirit. A life through the Holy Spirit is a life worth living. Let me tell you, thank you so much for listening. If you feel that anything that I said needs to be passed on to a friend, feel free to share it. Um, this podcast is available on multiple platforms. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Pocket Cast. Um, it's on Radio Public. It's on Breaker. It's on SoundCloud. Whatever platform you decide to share this on, share it. Um, I have my Instagram page at holy underscore spirit underscore radiance that you can follow. Follow me if you want further um, Bible verses on a daily basis. If you want just encouraging words, just anything to uplift you. There's so much negativity on social media. It's important to have some positives. If you want any of that or if any of that interests you, feel free to to follow me. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Um, my email address is holyspiritradiance at gmail.com. If you have any concerns, if you want to voice that to me on, on anchor.com, um, there's actually a way for you to send me a voice message that I can listen to. Um, just whatever platform you feel comfortable and contacting me on, feel free. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.